Market picks his pocket. In on Fane, the shot he scores! Let's check out some top shelf talent. Off the bar and in over the glove hand. Another rifle shot up to the upper right hand corner. That's a beautiful goal right there. Holy smokes. Top shelf! As we explore first round potential. From the Halifax Mooseheads, Nathan McKinnon. McKinnon through traffic. McKinnon goes down the In top shelf talent today, Craig, I figured we would start with um, one of uh, the top shelf talent, the big dogs in his draft, the number one pick in the early 80s and uh, a top shelf talent that unfortunately uh, lost his battle with cancer this week. And that would be Dale Howard, Chuck. And man, if this guy didn't play in Gretzky's shadow, he would be such a bigger name, wouldn't he? Well, I mean, you think about what Dale accomplished in his years in Winnipeg and during, you know, that era playing against Wayne Gretzky. And, and we all know that uh, only Gretzky had more points during that span of time than uh, Dale Howarchuk. So, you know, and, and, and everybody was in Wayne Gretzky's shadow. I mean, that's just the way yeah. it was. But when, when, when you realize how good Dale was, and I don't think you needed to really realize that people knew how good he was, but Dale was the player that just played. He, he, he played with great intelligence, he played with great skill, and he played with great competitiveness. I, I mean, there, there was no way you were going to take Dale Howarchuk and eliminate him from a game. You just couldn't. It was impossible to do. I remember, and Dale and, and myself were the same age, and I remember going with my father, who was with Central Scouting at the time in 1979. Uh, no, 1980. So, actually, he was with Washington already. And, you know, that's Kids in my age group, I'm playing midget, you know, kids that are going on to junior that, you know, are going to be NHL players or have a chance to be NHL players. And I remember going in the playoffs in the final, they were playing Sherbrooke. And I believe it was the final, it might have been the semifinal, but I'm pretty sure it was the final. Sherbrooke was a really good team. And I remember going to Cornwall with my dad and watching Dale Howard Chuck. And he wasn't just a good 16 year old, he was the best player on the ice. He was better than everybody. And, you know, it was a hard league. It was a tough league. And Dale just shone brightly. I remember my dad saying to me, he goes, oh, that, that, that's the guy that's going to be the first pick next year in the NHL draft. And I said, there's nobody else? He goes, oh, no. Oh, no. He's clearly the best player in the, in, for, for the draft next year. And I said to him, I said, what about this year? He said, yeah, he'd be the first pick this year, too. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, just because, you, I, I mean, that's really the point in time when, again, you're playing – you're playing with good players. You're playing against good players, and you're you're recognizing, whoa, that guy's really good. Well, that's how good Dale was. And you know, I heard somebody say the other day to me, uh, Dean. You know, like, and, and the comment was this. He said, "I was, I was, I was nobody," and he treated me great. Right. But Dale was a great player on the ice. But Dale, everybody was somebody to him. He he treated everybody wonderfully. I know talking to him when he was coaching in Barry and going in to spend time with him. You, you, you just talked, talking, you were just talking. And, you know, uh, the admiration I had for him as a, as, as a, as a youngster, at the same age and how good he was, and, you know, how great a player he was. And then to watch him 
really, and he talked about wanting to give back to junior hockey players. Boy, did he ever do that. And we could talk about Mark Shifley and Andre Sveshnikov, but every player that came into his group, he wanted to help them be the very best they could be. And what a, what a, what a person to learn from that not only had individual success, but he had incredible team success. Well, and Craig Heisinger, who started out as an equipment oh. guy with the Brandon Weekings and now uh, the uh, assistant GM and director of hockey operations for the Jets, called him the most humble superstar he's ever met. And, and Zinger, what, he knew him from the beginning. Well, think about, think about all the players that Zinger was around yeah. over the course of time and branded. Great players. Yeah. Great players. And great players in Winnipeg, right? And for when, when Zinger makes that type of a comment, I mean, that is significant. It's meaningful. And, and, and hey, listen, anybody, whether you were uh, a loved one of Dale Howarchuk, whether you were a dear friend, a former teammate, somebody that you, you, you pass, uh, your cross paths with over the big time, there was tears shed right across the hockey world and the Howarchuk family world, friend world, when we heard about his passing. It's it, it just, it goes without saying that... Uh, We've lost a terrific man, a terrific person, and, you know, it, it, it really is a day that, uh, you know, delivered a big gut punch to so many people. And 100%. Uh, okay, so let's talk about top-shelf talent for this year's draft. We're talking about Quinton Byfield, the center for Sudbury, ranked number three. Uh, what is the gap like between Byfield and Stutzla? No, very slim margin. It, you know, razor thin, in my view, Dean. And you know, and you know, we're and if he was, is he could he be better than Stutzler? Absolutely, can mm. be. Uh, you know, we're talking about you know very high end players, not only high quality players, but players that are going to be very productive. But let, let, let's deal with Quinn. I've watched Quinn place this year with the uh, New York Simcoe Express. And, you know, one of the things that was very clear when you first set eyes on him was, uh, you know, this is a this is a person with a physical stature that moves gracefully, that moves with a athleticism on the ice that is really significant. And, and then second to that is always competitively uh, involved in the game in, in every single regard. Not, not a player that was just focused uh, offensively or just a shooter, every single area of the game uh, Quinton has, is involved in. And, and certainly he's carried that through uh, with his play in Sudbury, with his play with Team Canada. And there's no question in my mind that he's going to continue that through in the National Hockey League. And he, he's going to be a frontline center. There's no question about it in my view. And, you know, I've compared him to Anze Kopitar with respect to type of player mm. because he, he cares about every square inch of the ice turf. And whether that be below the goal line in his own zone, whether it be in front of the net in the offensive zone, whether it be on the rush, whether it be on a face-off that's critical to winning. And in every single area, you know, Quinton is invested. And, and those types of players are incredibly valuable to, to winning and, and to a team's success. And I, I really believe, too, that Quinton uh, is, is still kind of finding – out how good he can be. And, and with that will come greater confidence and asserting himself and imposing himself. And I, I think when that day comes, I mean, he, he's not only going to be a handful uh, for anybody playing against him, but it's also going to uh, lead to him, you know, being a frontline player, not just for the team to draft him, but 
one of a, a frontline player in the National Hockey League. He scores a lot, and he did that in his rookie season. Second season, he started uh, uh, collecting a lot more assists. Did you see a big uh, improvement in that area as far as playmaking and almost like a conscious uh, um, uh, improvement by him to say, hey, I I don't want to just be a goal scorer and I want to expand my game? Did you see that in him? Well, I think that that's that's one of the big attributes of of Quinton is that he's always looking to expand his game. He's looking to expand his game in every single area. And, you know, it also speaks to being uh, astute to what other teams are trying to do against you. You know, okay, the the shot isn't there, so I got to make a play. And uh, if the play isn't there, I got to shoot. And that's how you become uh, more well-rounded in your game. That's also how you become more difficult to defend against because when you can do more things and you can make the opponent have to defend you in different ways without knowing exactly what you're going to do, that, that poses a significant challenge uh, for opponents. And that, that's where Quinton is at. It's that continuous development of his game and, and not being satisfied. Oh, I'm good here. I'll just continue to do this. He, he wants to be good in every single area, and he's competitive in all those areas. And as he continues to, to, to work and continues to gain that confidence in, in, in terms of becoming more productive in all areas of the game, that's what makes him more impactful. And that's why I think that as he continues to find uh, you know, greater confidence in this game, not that he lacks it, but he's going to find that he can do even more because he wants to do more. Once he gets going, he must be a load to stop. What are his first few steps like? Well, they're really good. You know, listen, from a standing still, he's difficult. (laughs) (laughs) Because all all he's got to do is just kind of reach out and turn, and now you got to come through that that, that, that big body of his. But, you know, when he's moving and he gets gets in between an opponent and puts his body between the opponent and the puck, good luck getting it from him because when he has a puck it, it, it is a chore to try to get that puck away from him and I, I, I think when I use the word impose you know it's one thing to play keep away and hold the puck right and I think this is where Quinton is going to become so much better and and I saw signs of it over the course of the year is that now okay I'm going to hold the puck and you're not going to be able to get away from me but now I'm going to take that puck and I'm going to impose myself on you. I'll use the turn. I'm going to jam it down your throat. Right. And that comes with, uh, you know, uh, uh, confidence and with it. And what I would say is it's going to be a scary proposition when he gets to that point, and he will. Yeah, he has man size. When he gets man strength, uh, that's going to be uh, really scary. Now, uh, like uh, Yaroslav Askarov, he didn't have the impact he wanted to have at the World Juniors. Do you think some fans and maybe even some evaluators get too caught up in one bad tournament? Or is the World Junior that big enough of a stage to have an impact in a player's evaluation? What, where's your thought process on that? Listen, if you, it, my, my thought process is very, very clear. that you're, you, you never should be evaluating players on one tournament or one period of time. You, you, you have to be evaluating players over a long period of time. You know, where are they at at this point? What have they developed? What do you see? You know, I, I, I use the term, you're trying to build the dossier on the player. You're trying to complete that dossier and understand these are the strengths. These are the areas he needs to improve on. These are the areas of, of the game that, you know, he not, might not be as good as, as other areas. But, 
this is what he is as a player. And, you know, I the World Junior Tournament has, over the years, presented players that everybody thought was going to be a great player and because they had a great tournament. And they didn't become great players. Didn't mean they didn't have a great tournament. And conversely, the World Junior Tournament has had moments where players didn't play so well and people were saying, oh, they're not going to be a good player. Mm-hmm. So if that's, if, if that's the statement you want to make after a, after a tournament or after a period of time, I can guarantee you this, uh, Dean. Guarantee it. Take it to the bank. You are going to be making huge mistakes. And, you know, I can talk about Quentin or I can talk about Scaroff or any other player. Quentin wasn't ready to play at that level. He was not ready. Does that mean he's not a terrific prospect? Not at all. And at the end of the day, if you want to look at the World Junior Tournament, take a peek in and say, oh, this is what he is. He didn't play so good, therefore he's not good. Whether you're a fan, whether you're a team, uh, uh, whether you're part of team personnel, you are going to make huge mistakes. This is a serious message. Craig Button joins us on the Ultimate Franchise Fantasy Sports Hotline. Become a scout and make money while providing prospects to the Ultimate Franchise Hockey League. Pay that man his money. I'm your huckleberry. Check out the details at www.uffsports.com. It's serious. I like it a lot. I said we gotta win it. UFFS, you own the game.